Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the apple. It's apple harvest time, and whether you pick your own or buy them at your local farmer's market, now is the best time to enjoy this wonderful fruit. The apple is probably the most well-known fruit in our culture, and there is more history and folklore associated with the apple than with any other kind of fruit. The apple figures in the Bible, in countless fairy tales, and in scores of customs. The apple was blamed for the fall of man, and it was the fruit that sustained the gods of the north. The apple's presence in Western culture is so old that it was sometimes used to represent any type of red or golden fruit. This may explain why we find in ancient texts, or rather translations of ancient texts, the mention of apples growing in regions where apples did not naturally grow, such as the biblical lands of the eastern Mediterranean and the storied Garden of Eden. The apple is a fruit of the northern hemisphere and native to the cooler regions of the temperate zone. So, where the original text spoke of a round, red, or golden fruit, later European translators wrote apple. Thus, the forbidden fruit that grew on the tree of knowledge was identified as an apple, when it may have been originally a fig or a pomegranate. These early European translators can perhaps be excused for calling a fig an apple because few Europeans would have known what a fig was. But more importantly, the apple already had significant meaning in pre-Christian European culture. In Norse legend, the goddess Idun sustained the immortality of the gods by feeding them golden apples from her magic basket the basket being a symbol of her life-giving womb. And Hel, the Norse goddess of the underworld, fed apples to the dead to bring about their rebirth. In Welsh legend, when King Arthur lay mortally wounded, Morgan le Fay carried him across the lake to Avalon, the Isle of Apples. Avalon was the Brythonic underworld where the dead went to be healed and reborn, for the apple was a symbol of the goddess's power to transform death into life. But patriarchy and its belief in one supreme male god eventually overspread European culture, demoting the goddess and trivializing her symbols, and the apple of eternal life became a symbol of temptation and damnation. But the complete vilification of the apple was not possible because, first of all, the apple was a significant food source, and second, the apple as a symbol was already deeply embedded in people's lives in many positive ways. And so, like so many remnants of pagan culture, the apple survived in the new world of Christian Europe. The apple was associated with love, sexuality, and fertility. An old custom said that if you wanted someone to fall in love with you, you warmed an apple in your hands and then gave it to your intended to eat. Scores of divination rituals were performed by those who wished to know whom they would marry. 
After the wedding, people waved fat red apples at the bride to ensure her fertility. And when the baby was born, the water from its first bath was poured over the roots of an apple tree to ensure a long life. My favorite apple ritual demonstrates the apple's natural occult symbolism. Cut an apple in half so you separate the top from the bottom. Then open the apple, and behold, a five-pointed pentacle shape made by the seeds at the core of the apple. The pentacle is an ancient magical symbol that represented the mother goddess and her power to renew life. And so may you enjoy the sweet taste of your apples with a new awareness of their rich, regenerative meaning. Blessed be. You've been listening to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.